0: Well, happy Monday, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on October 24th, 2022. For some reason this morning, I keep wanting to say 2002, so I'm going back in time, but it's 2022, and thanks for being with us today. Our show today has a a friend of mine on the show, Sarah Williamson. Sarah is the founder of SWPR Group, which stands for Sarah Williamson public relations, swpr-group.com, if you want to learn more about that. But she hosts a podcast called Build Momentum, which is a podcast dedicated to thought leadership in education. And I wanted you to be aware of that. And her partner is Katie Lash. Lash. Okay, Catherine, but Katie Lash. Catherine is the executive director of the East Central Educational Service Center in Indiana, in the S.A., and she brings her expertise, okay, to the uh, to the podcast. I believe as well. So we're going to find out all the things that's going on with these two wonderful ladies. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, just like we always do. Everything we do is at ace-ed.org. Please check it out. That's ace-ed.org. Our magazine, Equity and Access. We archive all our podcasts there, like we'll do with this one. Sel today. Uh, and uh, teacher retention are both linked over there. It's really a good website. We focus on equity and access. It's for pre-K-12 educators from teachers to superintendents. So please, and professionals as well, please check out all the things we're doing over there. You'll really, really enjoy it, and we appreciate everybody who has always done that over the many, many years we've been doing this stuff. Okay, but we like to push it. Sarah out in Oregon, welcome to my podcast, my friend.
1: Thank you, Larry. It's so great to be here. I appreciate the invitation.
0: Well, are you kidding me? You're, you're always welcome here. You know that, Sarah. Okay, I hope you know that because it's, it's true. Uh, just tell people what you do as a, as a Sarah Williamson PR. But just A lot of people who are listening don't understand PR role in education. Oh, before you do that, let me say hello to Katie. Hi, Katie. I apologize. Yes. Hi, Katie.
2: Hi, Larry. It's so nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about that, you.
0: Oh, uh, well, thank you very much. I hope some of it was good at any rate. Okay. All good, all good. <laughs> all right. and how's the weather? In, where are you in Indiana?
2: Where?
0: could be anywhere. Um, where are so, you?
2: So, yeah, I'm, I'm due east of Indianapolis, but um, last week it was snowing. I mean, nothing that accumulated. But then this past weekend it was beautiful and, like, 65 and fall feeling. So you just never know what you're going to get. Right now. I'm
0: sitting I'm sitting here with my mouth agape. It was snowing. It, it did you saw snow last week? Okay, today's 20, today's Coming October twenty fourth. Wow. I live in Maine. We haven't yes. seen anything like snow. That's amazing. Right? Jeez. Yeah. Terrible. What what town are you in? I know Indiana pretty well. Um
2: well my office is Connors. You do know Indiana
0: well? I know it's somewhat, yeah. What are you in New Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Connorsville is um, south of Richmond. Um, okay, that's yeah. that's our our main office, but we serve all of the school districts um, from about like uh, Anderson area down to sure. Columbus, and then wow. everything east. So fourteen counties by land size. Yeah.
0: Wow, it's a, it's a big. That's a big area. Seventeen school districts. I'm noticing here, and you're again executive director of this ESA, and we love ESAs. They're just uh, They're so darn important, okay, and and they were they were hidden gem within education is the way I always describe it, okay. So I'm glad you're here, and you and Katie, you are doing the podcast with Sarah. Am I correct on that?
2: You guys are working this together. well, yes, Sarah's
1: podcast initially, but yeah, yep. And then I invited Katie to join me for season three, and it's been a big hit. She is so much fun. <laughs> we met each other <laughs> through IEI and through Doug yeah. Roberts, and pretty much it was friendship at first sight.
0: Another good buddy, Doug Roberts over at IEI. Okay, he's a great oh, guy. Oh, yeah. you have known him for years. Okay, kid. that's that's really, really cool. Okay. Uh, all right, now, Sarah, tell everybody what's P- – before we get into your podcast, tell everybody what a PR firm – does in education, and I bet I bet Katie yes. didn't even know this before you guys met. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know it's very specialized. Well, it there's is. a few of us out there. Yes, but uh, so it is probably a good people.
0: point. There are only about 10, 10, of, 10, 10, maybe fifteen decent ones anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. PR and I groups, think yeah. even less who even less who do only PR for education. So it's pretty niche for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's SWPR group, but we have a a team of uh, amazing powerhouse women, and we work together (laughs) rather than focusing on products and and branding for our clients. We really try to profile the leaders of the organizations, and we tie what they're talking about to thematic issues going on in education. So we elevate the profile of the leaders of uh, companies as well as district leaders. We partner with them as well, and we're actually creating a new vertical where we author um, books with superintendents. So that's become a new a new um, new yeah, Say,
0: Explain that a little further since you're talking about books with – say that again.
1: What so we books. co-write books with superintendents. As you know, we co-authored a book with Quint- Dr. Quentin Shepard, yes, uh, The Secrets right. to Transformational Leadership. And right. we have another book com- coming up with Tom Bert- Burton, a superintendent from Princeton City Schools. And we have a couple others in the works Princeton that are also – Is
0: that Ohio, Princeton City? Yes, Princeton City. exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And where yeah, else? so
1: that um, – well, there's a couple others that are in the works that I'm not prepared to cool. talk about, but – That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's a new vertical. So we, we work with brands. I didn't realize you pictures. were
0: playing a role in it. That's great. That's good to know. I didn't know that.
1: Yes, yes. Thank we, you for telling me that. We co-author books. Sure, cool. absolutely. Quentin's
0: a good guy, by the way.
1: Yeah. He's a great Seven guy. He's pretty fascinating. Yes. Yeah. He when is when Katie writing her book?
2: Katie. Her. Hey, I'm working on it. I'm learning from <laughs> all of you.
1: And you want it to be a hit? Yeah, I haven't
2: actually it the, started.
0: Katie, just take my <laughs> advice. No matter what you write, just call it the Godfather Part Four. It'll <laughs> That's
2: the selling title. A there you there. go. It's a
0: selling. <laughs> talk about education. Forget the other you know, rest. But just call it the Godfather Part Four. It'll work. It'll work great. Okay. You know. I, you guys are working on the podcast together again. It's called build momentum. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm glad, Sarah, I'm glad you're working together on this and talk about your role, Katie. Okay. As a, uh, Ed service center director and how you're able to bring what you're learning there over to the podcast. Cause the podcast is about thought leadership. Okay. And you have to, your role, it works with a lot of superintendents. So just, just, Go on for that for a minute, okay?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I think you referenced earlier 17 districts. We're, we This particular project that we're working on right now as a grant with 17 of the districts, but we actually work with 41 districts in, in my oh, region. Oh, wow. Or there are that many. Um, Thank you. Yeah, but they, they don't all engage with every project, right? And that's absolutely okay, because um, I, I think that to, to talk about this, particular project we're on right now, the core of the project is really bringing these district leaders together. And honestly, it is fostering thought leadership in our own region, right? Um, yeah. Learning from one another. And and so in, in some ways I would say my day job certainly is um, primarily fostering thought leadership, but then I'm also this strange middle. And, and Sarah and I talked about this on one of the episodes that like on, on paper, I'm the superintendent of a school district. Um, with no students, um, but lots of times, you know, folks um, will, uh, like when, when companies sell to us or um, in, in conferences and whatnot, yeah. um, I function yeah. as a superintendent in a lot of ways, right? Um, we, our, our operations function similarly, our books and, and the way we're audited and, and whatnot. So um, all that to say, it's a very strange middle of um, being, being a superintendent on one hand, and then, also um not being at all, so I can't necessarily claim to to face all the same battles but what I will say when it came to um marketing, um I certainly get marketed to as a superintendent, so i can I can picture that's right you what, be. Uh, or i I share alongside with them um the battles of or the the frustrations of how to engage effectively with um different ed tech companies. So that's honestly, that's where the, like probably the friendship with Sarah and I initially started is we were talking about this um, at, at one of the conferences. We we had a small break and we spent the whole time talking about like um, all of the, all of the good ways that people have sold to me. And then all of like the frustrating ways that people have sold <laughs> to me, which definitely tied, it definitely tied to her role in PR and like, well, how do I, you know, um, how do I coach these companies to have their best foot forward? So um, we really, really were talking shop there, and then it led to um, now being part of the podcast. So that's kind of the, the strange loop of how it all comes together.
0: It, it, to me, and, and, I, and I hope you, I hope everybody understood this. That is not a strange loop at all. Okay, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly your role okay is and, and 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 as a as an ed service center director an ESA director, okay, what you have to do, okay, is look at the right products and try to get them at the right cost to as you said forty one districts, look at the right services and help them find get them to the right source okay that's your job, and you know you and your team are an extremely important link between the industry. And, and students learning, okay? And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of ESAs, okay? I, I think they're incredibly important in, in the world of K-12 education. I, I really do. And so I think having you on there and you dealing with all these superintendents and their cabinets, okay, all year long brings a perspective that's absolutely uh, priceless, okay, regarding all this. I, I really mean that. So I, I get what you're saying and ex- Exactly right it's it's an, it's yeah. incredible yeah you know and and say oh, by the way do you know joan you know must know joan wade over at esa
2: um yeah i don't know that she would know me but i well, i know I of her would. and receive her emails <laughs> but i think that um i appreciate what you what you're saying um though because i think lots lots of folks don't necessarily understand educational service centers um, and, I and don't it, even know what it is really,
0: let alone understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an important link. Okay. It, it, as I said, it, it, you have, it has to be. So anyway, go ahead. yeah, you're there, Katie. I love it. And you bring a great perspective to this. Okay. And Sarah, before we go on, I want to ask you, and I don't think I asked before you and feel free, just name some of the companies you work with just so people know.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. We work with Give Zello. Yep. Yes. Um, Zello, and uh, sorry, I'm having a blank you. this morning. It's, give, it's very early yeah, It's 7.30 in
0: the out work. there, 7.45 out there. I've got you. are forgiven.
1: Okay. Hazel, uh, Hazel, Hazel. You, Hazel Health, thank you. Thank
0: you. Um, yeah.
1: is a large client of ours. Thank and you.
0: Wonderful. Just, the we Do just started working
1: with Mix. We just started working with Mix. Have you heard of the Mix? No.
0: It's just like a, a little Listen. interesting.
1: It's it's MYX, and it's a higher ed um, education alternative education program for higher ed, and yeah, it's where they. they that's why I don't know
0: them because we don't do much in higher ed. We just
1: practice yeah. K twelve. That's we, cool. We though. work predominantly in K twelve, but it's pretty cool because they take kids to unique locations like Miami, Costa Rica. They're working on Europe <laughs> and they do project based learning and these small. Groups and they're able to do online learning with support and get credit, but then be in a a unique location and get job training and such. So, pretty interesting client.
0: I think it's wonderful. Okay, M Y X. Everybody can look that one up. Okay, I just wanted to go over this. Now, I want to ask you, sir, why did you call this your podcast? Build momentum. What? what Tell me, where'd you get that name? Uh,
1: So, build momentum is. What I think about when we think about when we first partner with a client, our goal and our agenda is always to build momentum. By the way, I forgot to mention one of my favorite clients, IEI, Institute for Education for Innovation. Doug Doug Roberts' company. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. um, So we helped, for example, with Doug. He approached us over a year ago and he said, hey, we really want to elevate our profile in the the industry. What can we do that's really unique? What if we started an award, created an award? And we said, yes, let's do it. Soup's choice groundbreaking award in education where it's only judged by superintendents. So doing things that help build momentum, foster and cultivate um, eyeballs, interest, awareness, it's top of funnel. If you think of PR, it's like top of funnel, bringing people in, bringing voices and perspective in, and then it elevates down and permeates down to a potentially a sale down the road. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I'll give you another plug. Everybody swpr-group.com. That's my friend Sarah Williamson who's on here right now. So I to now I'm going to swing back, okay, to Katie. Okay, Katie for, to a lot of educators. They don't they don't know the industry per se. Okay? They they know education, they know kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And by the way, we are firm believers here in industry voice. We want to get the word of the industry out there because there's a lot of people who really, really dig deep and understand education because the, the relationship between the industry and the schools is symbiotic. They can't exist one without the other, okay? And, and, so, and so it's really important. But as I said, most educators don't really understand. They see the industry, okay, as the sales rep who pops in to sell them something every so often. Okay, which is fine for what it is. Okay, but I, I have to ask you, Katie, as you started to learn about what it's like to be look at the industry from an industry point of view. What, what did you learn from that? How did that affect your your look at it, your your, your uh, attitude yeah. towards the industry? It's it's really interesting no, it's that not... you've come from where you are. Go ahead, please.
2: No, that's a fantastic question because I I really reflect on this pretty often. That like. I, and, and interestingly, my husband, uh, just in the past year, he left the principalship and works in the industry. So, um, I get oh, a little wow. insider there information, I guess, from him that, yeah, just there about, um, well, like sometimes I'll say something, I don't know, something came up with one of our, the companies that we work closely with and I, there was a little, kind of a communication breakdown and he was like, well, um, Yes, I can explain to like that was an honest mistake because here's how we navigate those types of things and and why that would have happened. So anyway, it's interesting. Like I'm learning inside sales versus you know, um, all of these different titles and what those mean. Mm -hmm. Right, and I get the emails with with someone's title on it and that doesn't mean anything to me when I was in the classroom. Right, like what what's the difference between, you know, a regional sales rep and the inside sales? so so anyway, the org chart, the organizational behavior of, of it I think is super interesting to learn. But but beyond that, right, I think and not to talk about COVID because not every single podcast has to be about COVID, I guess, from but I care that to just say that I think that we've seen districts realize how codependent they are on the industry, right? Like how much it, it really emphasized that. Um and And so – and some of my favorite – I think what goes into this, like, thought leadership with with EdTech is that some of the companies are willing to be very nimble, right? And so if you build that relationship with a company – we were just talking about this with my team earlier today that um, we're presumably looking at a a relationship with a company that – the part of the selling point is that they are quite nimble and they're willing to listen. We have a unique use case. Again, service center is kind of a unique – uh, piece of the puzzle here, and and the companies mm-hmm. with thought leadership, and and that they were willing to adapt. And so again, that wouldn't happen in your traditional like cold call, right? Like I feel like every time I'm talking to some of these um, companies, I'm saying, well, could you could you modify X Y Z? And and many of them can. So I think there's, I, I share that just to say that I think there's huge value no. in building that relationship, and and they need us to say those mm. things too, right? They need us to say if you, you're lacking X, Y, and Z, and if you if you had this feature, uh, more, schools would you know jump more readily at it. They they need that that voice both ways, um, and so yeah, it's a really good question you asked there. Just because I do see companies trying to listen to the schools, and when the schools listen to the companies right. and build that relationship, they can get their way too, right?
0: Um, Absolutely, yeah. you're right. The reality.
2: Yeah. The, the reality, though, is just there's so for, for from the school perspective, right? There's so many people like part part of the you might have the best solution out there, um, but trying to um, evaluate which product serves your needs best. So just a really practical hmm. example. Next week we're having an event where we have um, six to eight people who are all in like the college and career readiness niche, and So in some ways they're kind of competitors with one another in the same room at the same time. But um, I think that for the school districts, right, they're able to talk to all of those people in an afternoon and they can say, you know, I need something that's more secondary focused where others are going to say I need something more elementary focused. And um, so I think that they, but Well, it's hard for the districts is if they got all of those different companies reaching out to them via email and saying, "Hey, can I set up a demo with you?" There, there's no practical way to set up a demo with every single person who sends an email, right? And so, trying to make sufficient mm-hmm. right. use of their time. I, I think a as the point. service center too, we we carry some ability to to vet some resources a little bit. Not that my opinion, you know, necessarily should influence anyone. Um, for what their school needs, but I'm able to give them the spark notes, like in three sentences, why you should go listen to a demo with that company. Um, and so, anyway, you, yeah, that question has, has me all sorts of thoughts, Larry.
0: <laughs> well, you explained that pretty well, Katie, I've got to tell you, okay? And I, I have to ask you this, okay, which, which you'll laugh even further. You, you, you deal with this, you know, when, when you talk about a principal, they're, they're dealing with products. You know, oh, we need this curriculum into our school, we need this, we need that. But they're also dealing with the students, so is the superintendent, yep. I might add, and everybody, on a regular basis. You know, and, and, and it, you know, that's not easy to balance everything, okay? We all know time is the big factor, okay, when you get to that. And yeah. that's why people can't react to every email, okay, because they're drawn in 37 million different directions, all you know, right? But, and I I always say this, people should really, the school districts really need to work extremely well with their ESA and its service agency, okay, like Mm -hmm. East Central where, where Katie runs it, because Katie doesn't have students there, okay? Katie's looking at products and services, okay, strictly as products and services, okay, and what's needed in the school districts, okay? And you're able to set up that thing you were talking about next week where you bring in a few CTE companies and that's all right if they're competitors. Okay. They know their competitors. All right. They know that. Yeah. All right. But it's able to, you're able to bring them together and everybody can ask the question. And the interesting thing is they only have to answer the question once because that same question probably exists in all, all the districts that are coming to town. Okay. It's that simple. Okay. And there, there's a real symbiosis, you know, a real synergy, if I can overuse that word. Okay between okay uh, the school districts it really really works and like you say all that builds a great rom- momentum it makes things happen it makes things easier and that's what an ESA does if I may or go on and on and on here it buys school districts time the ESA can take the product aggravation away from the day okay and the services aggravation the students should be the the the, the, the people on sites first thing and the, the rest of it you know comes later. and That's why it's it's so important that you. What do you think of all this, Sarah? Am I ranting here? I, what do you think?
1: No, I think it's fantastic. I think it's so important that particularly ed tech companies understand how valuable education service centers can be oh, to them absolutely. and the asset they can be for them. I think sometimes they get confused and think, oh, well, they don't have students. I'm not going to Although Katie does get a lot of emails, so I don't know how the, through that is. <laughs>
2: but, I think a lot but, of times they just don't recognize what my agents like. They don't know who they're emailing.
1: Like they, it's a right.
2: superintendent. Lash, does your district need? And I'm like, you don't even know who I am. But anyway, yeah, you God. don't even know. Exactly. <laughs>
0: you don't Thank even understand exactly. the power. Yeah, you better know your client. Yeah, who who are the she, she
1: has the potential you know, to reach sixty-five thousand students. That's right. That's unbelievable.
0: So, okay. And, yeah. You know, it, it, the power of the. Of the, of the The purchasing power and the, if I may, the promotional power of an ESA is incredibly important. Katie, I want to ask you something besides um, products, okay? And I've had this conversation with several folks at ESAs. We are very concerned here, as everybody in the whole world is these days, with teacher retention, okay? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal. I know teacher recruitment is tough. OK, because the pipelines are small right now. The cohorts coming out of the education schools, uh, districts are stealing teachers from one district to the other, you know, offering more money, whatever the case may be. But it's a generic problem right across the board. All right. And to, to us, teacher retention is the key because literally we can't afford to lose any great educators. It's that simple. Absolutely. All right, if they leave, where the hell are we going to go? Sitting in your perch at the ESA, what are your thoughts on teacher retention? Are you helping the school districts with that at all? What's, what's going on with that?
2: Oh, you I, think I mean, that? That, is,
1: yeah.
2: that is certainly one of the top, you know, asks, or, or when we do bring folks together, that's a topic that comes up, you know, every single time. Um, there's no magic bullet to this, of course, but we, we have a couple of projects that we're, we're trying to um, – at, at least build some support in place, we probably can't solve it for them, um, but well, uh, we no, we'll need, like tried. one of our yeah. grant you projects know. yeah yeah we're we're partnering with a um local university um kind of twofold some um the university's able to offer um districts who might have someone in on an emergency permit or um somebody who needs to go back to a transition to teaching program where cool. we're able to. Uh, Who are you partnering with? Ball, is it Ball um,
0: State? Who are you partnering with? Is it Ball State
2: out there, Muncie? So interestingly, we we do partner with Ball State um, yeah. on some pieces of the same project, but they're actually helping us more on like the school counselor side of the equation. Um, oh, another
0: shortage. I, Indiana. Jakes. Yes,
2: yeah. yes. A- Indiana University East is actually the one that I'm I'm referencing oh. about um, the um, transition to teaching programs. But then um, on that same. Uh, relationship with them there we are recruiting tutors out of IU East out of um, college students and, and most of them out of the College of Education but not completely exclusive okay. to that um, but okay. using these folks to to push into the, the school districts nearby not only to like in the practical sense right offer some manpower but also hopefully exposing those students to um, exactly. you know the classroom environment um, and so I, again, we've, we've touched on this in, in a few different ways, um, trying to study some other states um, and, and some of the different ways that they've gone about, like our service center has tried to gather that information and share it out, um, like here are just other models, these may or may not work for you type of thing. Um, so, so it's certainly something that we seek to, to help address, but um, it's, a, it's a really large, complex problem. <laughs> And it but sure is,
0: it, it sure is, and the more heads in it, the mer- merrier, so I'm glad you're helping with that. And you, you brought up another thing. Not only are we short of teachers, well, we're short of everything, but we're uh, – the school counselors, school psychologists, etc. you know, if mean, you guys know this, you know, social-emotional learning is so important, and things are so frazzled right now that it's causing teacher burnout, all right? And we've got to mm-hmm. settle that down, okay, which will help teacher retention. Okay, it's, it's a it's a vicious cycle, if I may, and we really got to do something to work on it, and every state in the country is going through that. And Sarah, as we wind down here, okay, when's your next podcast, and how do people find it?
1: Um, so we just had a podcast episode with John Watson, the founder of uh, DLAC and Everg- Evergreen Education Group. Do you know him, too? Larry? Yes, I do. It's a good guy. Okay. Yeah, great guy. So that is available. It's on Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, you can find it. That is the recent episode and next next episode is going to be with J.W. Marshall and he's going to talk about all the different um, media outlets he's created for um, Summit, his new company that he works for. It's pretty fascinating. He's established them as a content creator because Mm -hmm. of his experience as a podcast host. So We're going to talk about his approach (laughs) to EdTech as a content creator.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. That's really good stuff. Okay, when are you going to do the next podcast? When is the next one? How often do you do it? The
1: next one comes out, we do them every other week, so every other Wednesday. Every other week. I know. We try not to kill ourselves. And, and, and that's then, coming don't, out.
0: Don't kill yourself. I do. I do eight a week. No. So believe me, uh, you know, I do a lot. You
1: are a wild animal, Larry. I, to I am a wild. <laughs> well
0: said. Thank you. Well, well, well said. Okay. The uh, it, it, it's really the other question. which I think is really a funny one? Have you two ever met in person? These oh days?
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
0: good. Good. Has oh, she yeah, taken so you out fun. to Oregon there, Katie? Have you gone out to no. Oregon? Where'd you meet?
1: We're, Not we're yet. Not even to that. Oregon yet.
2: Yeah, well, get I there, want to
1: invite Sarah.
2: her out for a trip. Get her out there,
1: Sarah. Well, we're too busy going to all the all the <laughs> I summits and ASA okay. and all the things. There's okay, so many things, cool. But we both have we that. both have twins. Um, we both have young twins and young really? children, so it's hard to balance. <laughs> how old, how yeah. old are your twins,
0: Katie? How old are your twins? That's funny.
1: My girls are <laughs> Say seven. Hello. Wow. Oh, mine. Mine are seven now too. So I have seven-year-old boys, twins, and, <laughs> and an older son. Anyway, that's and her Kate, is Katie. October
0: 19th. That's Katie. A seven-year-old boys, right? Seven-year-old boys? No, or I, have old twin, boy. I have twin girls. Well, so here we go. How old are they? How old are they, Katie?
2: So my the okay. So my set of twins are seven and they're girls. Sarah's set of twins are seven and they're
0: boys. Yep. You know, I, I see a, a double wedding coming in the future here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that could work. That could work.
0: And they, they can they can marry somewhere in the middle. I'd say like Utah or something or uh, oh, whatever. That's a good <laughs> plan. I like it. Or Iowa, maybe Iowa's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely hysterical, ladies. You know you are always welcome here, Katie. I'm going to be in touch with you and Sarah. I do have to get in touch with you regarding one of your clients. Okay, so I'll talk to you later oh, today
1: after you to wake it. up. Okay. Okay. Alright. <laughs> Thanks, Larry.
0: <laughs> okay, you two are great. I, I, I'm gonna listen. To, I, I'm gonna listen to the next podcast. I mean, it's just terrific. Okay, I, th- I think what you're doing is great. Okay, so have fun doing Thank it. You. All right. Thank you, Larry. We are.
1: Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: You gotta listen to their podcast. Okay. Build momentum. Okay. Wherever you listen to yes, and it's, it's Sarah Williamson. You can also find out through her group, which is SWPR dash com, Sarah Williamson PR then just go slash podcast if you want and Katie's down at the East Central Ed Service Center in Indiana uh I can't say enough good about the ESA so, alright we're going to archive over at ace org. I'm Larry Jacobs thanks for listening go over to ace org. check out what we do